Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. to the 319th episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. I told you I can get it right. They'll never know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I butchered the uh, episode number and Sandy wanted me to keep it in, but I uh, I want to look good for the people, so it's already out. Like it never even happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Sandy, I've been, I've been monopolizing the time lately on the podcast, uh, but now that I've had a fairly uneventful week, is there anything that you want to share with us? Yeah, Carolyn and I are going on vacation. Uh, we're oh, recording this on a Monday, and we actually took the entire week off because why not? And we didn't do much today, uh, just sort of hung around. But yeah. we are headed up into the Catskills tomorrow for uh what's today monday so we leave tuesday we're there all day wednesday we come back thursday so it's a really short trip um okay yeah we rented this cabin called getaway now i don't know if you've ever heard of this company before if you are you next to a computer right now i'm assuming you are i yeah of course go to getaway.house I feel like I have heard of this, but uh, I could be completely off. Yeah. Okay. It's a, what do they call it? Um, it's a single, like, cabin. And um, you can decide how many people. It's like a mini cabin. And I'm trying to see, like, how do they describe um, how, they, how to do it. But essentially, there's, like, no check-in desk. Um there's uh there's 50 to 150 feet per cabin there's no in-person contact or interaction with site staff and all cabins have private fire pits so it's sort of like this like nice secluded um uh cabin and it's you know they got a little uh two burner electric stovetop they have a shower on the inside you can have a bed for uh, two adults you can also bring your dog with you and because it's in the, the Catskills, we'll try and get some hikes in. We'll try to go to Catterskill Falls and uh, try and... I think there's a mountaintop up there somewhere. So it'll be, it'll be just fun to, you know, get out and about for a little bit. Unfortunately, we didn't go... I mean, like, this is just weather and timing. But last week, it was like 60 up there, which would have been nice. Um, when we're heading up there, it's like 30s. So not, not ideal from a weather standpoint, but it's only... I mean, what's nice is it's really close to us. It's about, it's like less than two hour drive. And so it doesn't feel like, you know, it's not like another main trip or something where the, the drive is a couple of hours. Right. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we're stoked for it. It'll be nice just to get out of our, get out of our sick space for a little bit. Some, I've been, uh, it's been a little bit tougher these past few weekends only because it just feels like, uh, and this was before uh, daylight savings, which just happened, but it does feel like there's this, uh, Groundhog Day like feel, where you like every day you wake up, it's the same day as yesterday, and there's not a lot that like really, because uh, we're not like traveling a lot, you know. 
and we're not yeah. seeing a lot of people right now still uh you know i think that'll change when everyone's got the vaccine uh i know that biden sort of said that you know more and more people are gonna have vaccine in a short amount of time and he i don't know if you heard him but he wants july 4th to be like reasonably normal um yeah which would be crazy to think that in a year's time like how how much we've had to go through but if yeah. we can if we can have july 4th feel like you know, maybe not like crazy like a lot of people but just some semblance of normalcy where you're like hanging out with people again like that would feel amazing yeah no it really would it absolutely would yeah like we've we've talked about i mean like the we've talked about a bunch on the podcast but there's so many different holidays that we've had over the last year because we've been doing this for for a year now i think it's like a year ago like almost to the day that we came back from england and mm, i remember yeah. the first time i went to the store and I was wearing a mask, I was one of like two people in the store wearing a mask. Yeah. Nobody else was wearing a mask. And I remember getting looks and then not, you know, fast forward like a week or two and all of a sudden masks are kind of everywhere. But yeah, like how much people have been kind of disobeying orders. And I, I'm not saying that this is other people. I mean, I'm certainly guilty of it as well. But you, you, you get um, a bit stir crazy just sitting in your house all the time. Yeah. And... Yeah, to be able to get away like that would be dope. Um, and I know that that like it, it's harder. It, it's harder to find something like you know you can't just jump on a plane and go check out wherever. So it's it's really right. cool that a that a, the service like this like this does exist to give you a fairly novel experience um, while also being a, just a drive away from home. That's really cool. Yeah, and it, and it's also something that we've always just. Like, because Carol and I, we're like, we're, we do Airbnbs all the time. And, yeah. And so we definitely know what that experience is like. But we've been trying to check this experience out for better part of a few months now. But because it's such a, you know, to your point, a novel experience, the weekends are, are tend to get booked up quite a, quite a while in advance. And we just haven't had a time or really an open weekend far enough in, out in advance. We're like, yeah, we, we could do it that weekend. And so we just decided, you know what, if we're going to do this, let's just book a, a weekday. Because the weekdays tend to be pretty open. Most people are there on the weekends. So, like, you know what, let's just give the weekend, uh, sorry, the weekdays a shot. And so we'll uh, we'll go there, we'll, uh, you know, bring the dog and take him on a few hikes and then just sort of get a get a brief change of scenery. And then, you know, be back on Thursday. No harm, no foul. Friday is like another open day. And then uh, give a chance to just decompress, you know. It's like work, yeah. is, uh, work has been quite quite busy for the better part of the year and not really taking too many vacations, like legitimate vacations where you're away from your computer for quite a bit. And it's just yeah. nice to just turn the brain off for a little bit and just come back like wanting to work. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that, 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 that's definitely going to be a good thing to be able to come back and want to work. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really the the big uh, update for me. Uh, I'll obviously have more to tell you about it, like in the next episode when yeah, I'll, when you're uh, done, when I'm done, <laughs> when you do it. Uh, can I say that uh, I saw Tenant recently? I saw oh, Tenant in the most non-traditional, non-optimized way possible. Uh, that's about as much uh, <laughs> sort of you know background that I'll be able to. Yeah. What's the, what's the term? Uh, uh, I don't Dispose, know. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. So 
I was, uh, Carolyn was training and doing like a long run. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll get on the Peloton bike for uh, a decent session as well. And I was like, all right, well, you know, they have this feature where you can stack classes. Essentially, the way this concept work is, works is on the bike, you can decide, all right, I want to take this class. And then immediately afterward, I want to take this other class. And, you know, the concept of stacking um, is like building a playlist, we'll say. And yeah. unfortunately, the, the classes don't auto start. It's like the one time you want your classes to just like auto play in between. But you have right. to like sort of hit them. Anyway, so it's a small thing. Um, so I was like, all right, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll be on the bike. I'll stack as many classes as possible. You can only stack a maximum of 10, uh, which, you know, in normal sense is quite a bit. You know, I started out with a five minute warm up and then I just proceeded to do like 10 minute, like low impact rides. Uh, because I was like, you know what? Like if I'm going to, cause I wanted to watch something like try and, 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 and uh, make a, make a dent in the backlog. I was like, you know. I've been meaning to watch Tenet for so long. I should just, I should honestly just, just do it. And there's, today's a good as, day as any. I was like, all right, it's a long movie. Um, now's a good time yeah, to, to do it. And so I rented the movie on the bike. I was literally clipped in on the bike. And I was like, all right, you know, it's like five ninety nine on iTunes. And I was like, I think this would be the most stable platform to, to, to purchase this on while I'm on the bike. And then I uh, and then I just watched it, and then I had to break it up at the end, like three, like the the, the last thirty minutes took me like four different times to come back in and out to watch, Oof. which looking back is probably the worst time to do it, um, because I do wrap up quite a bit at the end. I will say though that because I was on a bike, so I wasn't like a, I wasn't able to be like a hundred percent focused, right? I didn't see this in the movie theater. I was just sitting down in total complete other silence, like you know, I'm spinning the pedals constantly. Right. I probably missed a good deal of this movie. And then, like, when they're talking about, like, spoiler alert, I don't know if, like, this movie's, like, you know... I guess it because it was supposed to come out and then the coronavirus hit. I don't know how many people have actually seen this movie. Yeah, it's it's going to be a bit, uh, I guess... It's been out. It's been available to rent for a bit, so I don't know. All right, well... I've seen it. I, I told you about it. I saw yeah. it in theater, so... Um. Right, because you're a madman. Uh, yeah, because there, yeah, I mean, there were only two. There were only two other people in the theater. We thought we were the only people. And like fifteen minutes into the movie, two yeah. people showed up. Like, what are you doing? First of all, what are you doing being late? Second of all, right? No, what are you doing here? It's I'm like about the middle, to say, it was I'm the middle of like say, a work you, day. Are you was, allowed to? Ask it was like the middle of a work day on like a Tuesday or something. They're, they're just trying to get out of work. <laughs> they don't care what. I don't. They don't care what's on screen. Yeah. Um, they just want to take a nap. Um, I will say the movie was decently good. <laughs> Uh, it definitely is like Inception on steroids. Yeah, it is. Uh, and Did you have I, captions on when you were watching it? I had to turn on captions at a certain point because in the beginning I was like, I can't hear what they're saying. And right. This does not seem like the movie. If it's like this, like international, like spy stuff that's going on, it's like I should probably understand, at least be able to read what's happening. Um, I really wish that I saw this in IMAX. This feels like one of those movies with like. You know the cool special effects, the the Nolan soundtrack. Uh, definitely would have been a good in theater experience. So I, I definitely uh, am jealous that you saw it in theaters. Uh, that being said, you know I don't really know what to make of this movie. I don't know, like, because with Inception, that was, like that movie blew my mind. But maybe because it was the first movie of its kind, where it's like, oh my god, 
Like how like I remember screaming at the end of the movie theater at the end of that movie like how could they fade to black? See, right, um, yeah. But that, at the same the time, yeah, right. But because this is not the first movie of its kind, I wonder if like some of that luster is lost because they go it's a Nolan movie about time, so, so there's going to be some sort of weirdness in this movie. But it was really hard on the bike to follow the action sequences in the beginning because I was like, I'm sure. It's like how do how do people fight backwards? And like right. I kept thinking, how did they shoot this? Like, is the choreography yeah. just like all backwards, or is the footage done in a certain way? With like, especially spoiler alert, there's a scene where they go back to Oslo and everything's on fire, but so like they're moving forwards, but everyone else is moving backwards. I'm like, how? That's like movie magic, right? Like, how does somebody shoot a scene like this? To, to get this yeah. effect. I thought right. that was really cool. Like the, the technical genius of it was sort of like fully on display. But I wasn't sure. I think also because, you know, I here I am trying to judge a movie while I'm like watching it while sweating on a Peloton. So not the, uh, not the best sort of judge of movies in, in that particular instance. But it just felt like a really, uh, definitely a hard movie to follow. Yeah. So I, uh, this morning when I was getting ready or not, I was getting ready, but I was getting Gordon ready, like, you know, feeding him and everything like that. Um, we were, we had good morning America on and they were doing the Academy Award announcements mm-hmm. and Tenet was, um, I don't even want to say noticeably absent because I completely forgot about it. <laughs> I just realized that as you said, I was like, wait, I don't remember anything being nominated. Like I don't remember Tenet sh- coming up anywhere. So I just quickly looked it up. They had they they were nominated for best uh, production design and best visual effects, and that to me is about right. Yeah, like you said, like the the music the movie was awesome to see. Like like visually, it was amazing. <clears throat> the thing is, I want to understand. I want to understand it, and I I kind of like perused the uh, the movie subreddit when when I'd seen the movie, and there were people that were basically suggesting that Christopher Nolan almost intentionally made it difficult to understand because he didn't want people to try to understand every little detail the way that you wanted the way that you were kind of able to figure out with inception as you watched it he wanted you to just sit back in your chair take the movie for what it was and 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 enjoy it like that and I that's that I I mean I obviously watching in theaters I couldn't turn the captions on which I I typically like to watch movies with captions. Yeah. I had to just I was at the mercy of uh, of the film and I just had to say you know what forget it like I'm sitting there trying to think about the logic of yeah how are how is this fight happening how how do you completely spot something that's moving in that's moving in reverse like if right. it's a bullet for example right like right. <laughs> you know so. Um, well, I guess, how do you spot a bullet in general? Anyway, um, yeah, just thinking about, thinking about things like that. And at some point it's like, I, it's too much. Like, I just can't, I can't grasp what's happening right now. So I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to let, let, let the, let the picture go into my eyeballs, let the sound go into my ears. What, you know, what right. explosions and gunshots you can hear. Cause you otherwise you couldn't hear the dialogue and, uh, and then leave when it's done and be like, okay. You know, that's it. Like this, this happened, but I don't understand how it happened or why it happened even. Yeah. Um, So. I liked the movie overall. I don't know how I feel about John David Washington's star quality yet. 
Uh, I, I think see. because the first time I saw him was on Ballers. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember him as was like the wide receiver or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, uh, interesting that he is the protagonist uh, of this movie, uh, literally and figuratively. Um, but overall, it was really interesting. I liked seeing Kenneth Branagh as like a satyr, the uh, the arms guy. I was like, that dude is so British. And somehow he is always playing a Russian who's like an evil <laughs> Russian. Like he's always yeah. playing that role. And it's like, right. man, when you when you've got it down, you've got it down. You know, he, he's just he's yep. just in the pocket. Uh, but that was uh, I just wanted to let you know that I'd seen that. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad you did see it. I personally want to watch it again. I just don't know when I want to like invest that amount of time. To, right to and watch focus it. like like and focus on yeah continued focus to be like oh okay. yeah yeah because i mean shoot i i drift in and out of podcasts if i'm listening to podcasts while i'm like riding a bike or running or something like that so oh, yeah. to try to like follow a movie that's like, like a movie that you haven't seen before it seems like quite the task yeah. while on the bike so uh I'm, I'm impressed at your ability to do that let alone uh have the movie be tenet I know, probably the probably not the smartest movie to do it with that, but you know, I will say I also saw the other. Uh, I saw this movie on Netflix. Um, this movie called Kodachrome. Have you heard of this movie, Kodachrome? I don't think so. It's got um, Elizabeth Olsen, Sam Harris, and the guy from Ted Lasso. Uh, what's his name? Um, let me see. Kodachrome cast. Kodachrome cast. Let's see. Jason Sudeikis. Okay. And it's about uh, Jason Sudeikis' character, uh, who's this struggling uh, like music uh, executive slash agent, you know. And I'm reading the uh, the the abstract or whatever it is. It's like. Jason Sudeikis' character finds his world turned upside down when his estranged father's nurse shows up unexpectedly in his office. Matt's father, a famed bad boy photojournalist, is facing terminal cancer, and his dying wish is for Matt to join him on a road trip from New York to Kansas to process his last roles of Kodachrome film before the sole remaining lab closes and those captured moments are gone forever. It's based on... This movie is based on a New York Times article called For Kodachrome Fans, Road Ends at Photo Lab in Kansas. It's like based on this real idea that uh, Kodachrome, which was this uh, like uh, film sort of... Uh, how do you even define Kodachrome? Uh, essentially, they ran out of it at a certain point. Like, what is Kodachrome? So they're saying that Kodachrome... Is the brand name for a color re- re- reversal film? Oh, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, oh, it's brand name for a color reversal film introdu- introduced by Eastman Kodak in 1935. It is one of the oh, first okay. successful color materials, and then they like uh, they sort of sunsetted it, you know. Um, so that's that's what the movie is about. It's okay it's like your classic father-son like road trip movie where they're like in the beginning they're at odds and then they sort of you know take it for what you will um so i saw that movie um that was pretty good 
I want to watch. So, you know, you had brought up that you were watching Good Morning America. Um, I want to watch the two movies, uh, one by Steven Yeun. Uh, yep, me too. Minari. Yep. Uh, and I also want to watch... Nominated Riz. for a lot of Oscars. Yeah, yeah. I saw... I mean, A24 is quite yeah, possibly... A24 just kills it. Yeah, A24 is just... Just a dragon slayer of a... Yeah. Of a, of a company right now. Like, every time I see A24 in the beginning of a trailer, I go, yep. this is going to be good. Yeah, It might not be yep. my cup of tea, because I know they do a lot of, like, horror movies as well, and, and good on them for doing it. Because, you know, horror... Or is usually like uh, Blumhouse does a really good job of that. They've like got that uh, almost like equation down pat, you know. Um, they did all of the paranormal activities, uh, and essentially, oh, did I essentially realized that. Yeah, Blumhouse. Well, I, I read this article about like their approach to these movies is like you got to make it like a tight ninety minutes, and you need to have the set essentially be in one house, right? Or, like one set location. Yeah. And then if you do it that way, you keep your cost down. You can shoot it really quickly. You crank these movies out. And if the production costs are so low, boom. That's like a, that's like a nice way to uh, get a lot of uh, profit off of it. That's like the opposite of how these like Marvel movies are doing it, right? Like yep. millions and millions of dollars to see. I'm not yeah. saying that Marvel is struggling. That's not the, the point of this. No, I know what you're saying. It's it's either go big or go home, right? If you if you yeah. if you're either gonna do a hundred million dollar budget movie or you're gonna do like a ten million dollar budget movie, you're not really right. doing too much in between that. And they're saying that that's actually a really bad thing for the industry because you you do limit the kinds of movies that are produced. So right. these like middling like oh that's a really fun interesting movie with like a one or two big names. That's where Kodachrome sort of like fell into it for me. You've got Elizabeth Olsen, Jason Sudeikis. Like big name actors and actresses, somehow in a movie you never thought they would be in together, and it's decently good. You know, it's not like something to write home about, but it's right. uh, it was enjoyable of a movie, and I, and I liked it. And I never thought I'd see them in a movie together, and they've got pretty decent chemistry for for the story. And I thought thought that was really nice. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, you've been watching a lot of movies, man. Yeah, I mean, I know we talked a little bit about it. I think two weeks ago, a week, or maybe it was a week ago. I can't recall, but. Yeah, you've been you've been catching a lot of movies. Um, yeah. I also I saw like uh, to, to that end. I also saw Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh uh, yeah, how was that? Oh my God, Olivia Wilde, <laughs> not Olivia Wilde. Uh, Jesus, that's not. Uh, Olivia Wilde's great though. Olivia Wilde's great, but that's not. That's the last person who who I'm thinking about right now. Um, <laughs> Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Lila Davis. Yeah. Uh, how did I get Olivia Wilde? Is it the Viola? Uh, was there something else that you were thinking about? I don't uh, know. I don't, what, what has she been in recently? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is awesome. And in the middle of it, and this is, there's no spoilers that are in this that I'll give. But in the middle of this, I'm thinking to myself, was this a play at some point? Just because, like, you know, how, like, when we when we were talking about fences, uh, yeah. like, there's, like, a lot, all these just, like, oh, they're, like, it's, like, shot in a way where there's, like, these, like, slow pans, and everyone's just sitting listening to one person talk, and it's, like, yep. you're letting this person talk for a long time. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's no breaks at all for this person? Is this a play? 
And that's and I, that was confirmed when I looked back on it. It's like, oh, this is an August Wilson play. And it seems like, and I must have read this or seen this at some point, but Denzel Washington is trying to get a ton of August Wilson plays like made into movies. Because this is another one that he's done uh, of, uh, of August Wilson. Yeah. I would recommend it. Awesome. I would definitely recommend it. It's very good. Yeah, I gotta watch. It's only an hour and a half too. It's not even like that big of a commitment. Yeah. Um, Chadwick Boseman is. I mean. Yeah, yeah. He was nominated for best actor. Viola Davis was at nominated for best actress. Nice. They also had. Uh, they also got uh, another three nominations: best production design, best costume design, and best makeup and hairstyling. The makeup in this is crazy. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, <laughs> it's very good though. So if you have a chance. It's uh, it's definitely like one of those. It's like fences, you know. It's like a, it's a very strong yeah, yeah. character movie. There's no, obviously, there's no. I mean, I mean, not spoiler per se, but it's not an action movie, you know. Um, yeah. So it's it's, uh, it's definitely worth your worth your time. The movie also right, that right. I, I feel like certain movies like this, regarding spoilers, I feel like some movies like these, it's not necessarily about spoiling any particular moments because it's all about the journey, not the destination. With right. Them. Right. And like I if you were to spoil like, fences, like the ending of fences, it's not really spoiling the movie. Like, I mean, of course, yeah, you don't want to have tidbits like that being spoiled, but still, it's not the end of the world either. Right. Um, I saw that Michael B. Jordan is in a new Amazon-produced Tom yeah. Clancy series, and yep. boy, does it look violent, and I am here for it. <laughs> This is basically take kill, Killmonger and explore and like see some of his escapades when he was in the military. That's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> what this movie is. This is the Killmonger backstory we didn't know we needed. Yeah, I mean, I would pay. I would pay good money to see a Killmonger backstory, like based on all the confirmed kills that man has. Like, right. Because like, yeah. you imagine like some some of the kills, like some of his confirmed kills could be like very simple kills, right? Yeah. But some of them have to be really, really difficult, right? Like some of them could have almost cost him his life. And at the end of the day, they still only show up as like a single mark on his body. Yeah. But some of those must have been really tough. They, that, would, that would be really cool to explore, right? Yeah. Like that, that is like, that's like a, you could make like a Samurai Jack style TV show out of that. I know you're not, you're not really into the animated style things, but right. just like. These little adventures, these little mini like short episodes, just exploring each of those each of those uh, stories. I couldn't tell you the last good, not good, but like the last animated content that I really liked. Oh, Love, Death, and Robots. Did you ever watch that on uh, on Netflix? I only watched like an episode of it. I I, I downloaded I had downloaded the series on my phone or tablet, and I was. I was on a plane. I can't remember where I was going, and I got a I got a little bit into it, and, I, and then I remembered that you, when you recommended the series to me, made the point like don't watch this in public in a public space because there is oh, some yeah. yeah. So I was like, ooh, so I stopped it and I went to something else. And that was the last time I gave it a shot. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, that's a good call because it's it's like you know you don't want to be watching some. Uh, even on like planes, plane movies when they like edit it, and then you see like there's like a like a steamy sequence. You're like, oh god, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but if it's, that it's was perhaps a, more awkward when it's on. Yeah, try to explain this cartoon, this cartoon like potential sex scene that you're exactly. about to pop up on screen. And because of the way it's like shot, we'll say, or drawn, or digitally rendered. It's like really realistic. Like they, they also do very different 
animation styles for each episode. And so some of yeah. them are like photorealistic. Some of them are like you're, you know, a little bit more of an animated uh, quality to them. But man, that is, uh, I think that was the last one that really made me pause because it was, I don't want to say Black Mirror-esque, but certainly, um, certainly in the vein of vignettes, I'll say, which, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't. Otherwise, I don't, I don't really. I'm not. When I see something like I stopped watching F is for Family. Um, never, never finished you, that. Really? Yeah, I mean, like I just, you started the season, but you didn't finish it. I just never started the, the newest season. I, I see. I think for something about it, I, I don't know. I just lost interest. Like, there's, there's no real like. I don't have a good um, answer for it. I see. Well, yeah, I. I uh... There's certain shows like that where I'm like, yeah, I'm not in a rush to start it. And then when I do start it, we just fly through. Mm-hmm. And I think F is for Family is one that um, that was like that for us. We did we did uh, fly through it pretty quickly, That the newest season. Okay. I, uh, in, you know, in movies, Sandy's has watched 400. Uh, <laughs> I also watched the movie Peanut Butter Falcon. I haven't heard of that one, I don't think. Peanut Butter Falcon stars uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, maybe I have heard of this one. Uh, I'm this looking is, it up now. And Captain yeah. Marvel. Not Captain Marvel. Uh, Dakota Johnson. So that is Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, yeah. Fame. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a really good movie. It is... And I was reading reviews of it afterward. And, I, and the one thing that I will say that I uh, agreed with the most is it is essentially a modern day like uh, Huckleberry Finn style Tom Sawyer style story it is uh, positive it's like it's a very very positive movie uh, but not like sanguine per se Uh, and it is it just there's like it believes in like the good in people and the good in say like uh, like the heroes you know it's like a classic hero American traveling story. Uh, it doesn't mean there's no uh, like enemies or antagonists in the movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like yeah. definitely a very classic like oh there's like a, a very definitive structure. There's no like complicated antagonists or like a or a, like a dark protagonist sort of thing is very uh, linear in a sense which for this kind of movie actually worked really well soundtrack is phenomenal as well uh felt really good and it was a definitely a you know not a movie that a lot of people will have heard about not a lot of movie people will have seen it i don't know if a24 made it uh Um, let's see i don't know who made this movie but uh i was just looking it up but i'm not sure but uh recommended yeah so he so 2019 was a good year for him for the movies that was so the peanut butter falcon and honey boy at least in terms of um the rotten tomato scores which i know aren't everything if you listen to to uh rewatchables but the the critic score for honey boy and peanut butter falcon were both 94 percent uh honey boy was 92 percent and peanut butter falcon was 96 percent oh wow the tax collector which is a movie that i was I remember when I saw the trailer for it, I thought it could be fairly interesting. Uh, only got a 20% from critics. Although, surprisingly, 
a high audience score, 72%. So there's certain movies, especially when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, where you're like, I don't know if I could trust the critics' ratings for them. Like, there are some movies that are just going to be entertaining enough to watch. Right. Like, you're not expecting it. You're not expecting, like, you know, uh, freaking Daniel, you know, Dana Day-Lewis-style right. performances right. Of, the, of the characters or, or anything. But, um, you know, like, Taken. I actually don't know what Taken's rating was, but Taken's a, Taken's a fun movie. Well, let's but take a look at the first think. one. Let's see. So, uh, Taken has a thirty-two percent from critics and sixty-six percent, which is actually lower than I would have would have expected from. Wait, 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 wait. No, sorry. This is this is the TV show. Fifty-nine percent. Wow, TV show. Fifty-nine percent. Fifty-nine percent. Okay. This is really weird. When I'm searching Taken. I'm definitely clicking the right Taken. I thought, but it turns out it's the TV show. Yeah. So fifty-nine percent. So yeah, like. And I think fifty nine percent is is probably expected with that type of movie. Now, Taken Two. Let's see. Let's see if Taken Two gets. Oh, uh, dude, this uh, this this must plummet fast. <laughs> Taken Two, Taken Two, twenty two percent and fifty two percent, which is I, I would I would stand I would stand firm with a twenty two percent on that one. Is that the one where, where they're three. in Istanbul? Uh, yes. Where exactly. she's throwing, where she's lobbing grenades off a five story, yep. uh, yep. or yep. five story, yep. a five star hotel. And no yep, one, no exactly. one's like, no one in Istanbul that day is like, hey, <laughs> this is weird. Let's look into this. Yeah. It's like, no, it's fine. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. I never saw Taken 3, 12% though, and 44% from from uh, fans, from the audience. So, um, but yeah, that that's a, uh, I definitely, I, I wanted to watch Honey Boy. I don't know if you ever saw that one, but that was supposed to be another really good Shia LaBeouf movie. And I had never heard of the Peanut Butter Falcon Um well, at least I don't rec- I don't recall anything about it, so yeah, um, seems like it'd be worth checking out. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Where did you watch it? Do you know Amazon? Do you recall Amazon? Okay, Amazon. It was so I think Honey Boy was also Amazon. So yeah, it's also free on uh, Honey Boy and so Honey Boy is, a, is supposedly an Amazon original. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's an Amazon original. You're you're uh, you're all set. Yeah. Yep. Um, did you ever watch mid nineties? No. The Jonah Hill movie. Was that good? Yeah, I never saw that, but that was suppo- it's supposed to be fantastic. I never watched it. Is it fantastic like kind of from another... like just because we grew up in the mid nineties? Um, maybe partially that, but like think I, I think like, you know, you love Ladybird, right? Lady I Bird think it's good. it's I th- I think it's another one of those kind of like coming of age style movies. Okay. Um but supposedly it's very good. I don't recall very much about it, um, from like what I heard, but supposedly it's very good. Alright. Nice. I gotta like add these. I gotta add these to my watch list because I'll I'll forget otherwise. Yeah. Not that I check my watch list on Amazon of all places, but I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> all right. Well. Well, listen. I'm gonna. I gotta head out. I gotta start making dinner. All right. Um. But this was uh, appreciate the flexibility on this one. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. All right. All right. Well, I'm Russell. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. I'm going to go to the hospital.